0: Welcome to Talks with the Feminine with Annie Taylor. This podcast explores the many ages, stages, and facets of the feminine journey. Through discussions with many different and amazing women, I seek to uncover a glimpse of what it truly means to identify as a girl or woman in today's social climate. Thank you for stopping by to invest in this discussion. Hello and welcome once again to Talks with the Feminine. Uh, I'm Annie Taylor and this week I'm going to be talking a little bit about when the feminine is critiqued and when we as feminine beings receive criticism or negative feedback and what that means for us. Generally, I think it's really important that we realize the cultural framework around receiving criticism, particularly as women. Because culturally, we are really conditioned to reject how uncomfortable and how hurtful and difficult those feelings are, those feelings when you are trying your best and your best is just not interpreted as being good enough. And I think especially, at least from my perspective, for people who are mothers or professionals or sometimes both, that can be the time when we struggle most with this sort of criticism. You know, we're so busy trying to be able to do everything and be everything to all people. And when someone turns around and says, that's not what you uh, have done there is not not up to standard or scratch. We really can just fall apart because if you are trying so hard to balance career, family, uh, in many cases, there might be study, additional responsibilities, unexpected responsibilities, getting the house to not look like a tip is a mission all on its own, I think what I really want to delve into today is the way in which as women, we often come across this kind of feeling that we are a cup that is only so full and we're trying to pour into so many other cups that some cups are just going to get more than others. And if one of those cups happens to be one that receives less than the rest, Usually we're going to hear about it and usually we're really going to struggle to hear about that. So the other thing that I really want to tap into today while I'm talking is that even though culturally we're conditioned to think of this sort of, I guess, negative feedback as being something to just run away from, it is an opportunity for growth and learning and change and change. In reality, that can be such an enormous gift. However, before I get there, I just want to identify that while I'm saying that, I fully realize that there's just so much challenge in, in being able to move toward how hurtful and uncomfortable that feels. We feel like we want to be great at everything that we are endeavoring to do. We don't put half-heartedness into anything that we're doing most of the time as women. We have such a need to prove ourselves, especially in a world that is, let's face it, really patriarchal half the time or male-centered or whatever you want to call it. There's a big boys club out there, that we have to come to that party and we have to come to it with all our additional stuff, our additional baggage, our, our need to have children and factor that into to how we operate and our desire to prove ourselves worthy of the career that we're pursuing and to be smart, beautiful, capable orderly, to be the perfect housewife, mother, employee, um, service provider, not to mention all the other labels like wife, daughter, sister, friend. You're trying to keep all the balls in the air at the time, all the time. And so it's one of those things that I think, I mean, for me, I think the biggest thing I always have to come across, I, I come across a lot is um, in my professional life because I'm always, and I think most people would identify with this, um, always learning and always changing and adding new stuff and adding new learning and new benefits to what I do. But in any profession, you got to sort of start at, you know, the bottom. And certainly over the years, particularly as a teacher, but you know, in more recent times as an educator for adults as well and as a doula and as, as a professional, I come, a lot, I come up against some hard learning now and again. And if you are a professional listening to this, you probably know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about hard learning. You know, there's sort of inspired learning where you see something in your career or your work And you look at it and you think, oh, I'd love to be able to do that. I've just got to have that. How do I learn? How do I do that when you see somebody else achieving whatever it is? But that sort of learning, that's the nice kind. That's the kind that in a weird way can only take you so far. For example, I had a lot of challenges last year with um, positioning in labor for clients. And so I... I saw other doulas doing these amazing creative things with um, positioning for women and assisting their partners in labor, and I thought, I have to find out more, I need to know more about this, Um, and that's how I ended up um, following and attending workshops with um, Optimal Maternal Positioning. And I was like, yes, I feel so great. And I've been able to use those tools and it's been so positive and wonderful. But all of that was pretty soft learning. I got there because I kind of think I was going to get there eventually anyway. I was going to be inspired and move towards these people who could teach me. But the kind of learning I'm talking about is the kind where you stuff up, you know, When I was a student teacher, I uh, must have been on my last placement and I was just having so much trouble engaging with other staff and they took me on a school camp and (laughs) I just was making mistakes all over the place. I, I mean, I was just completely saying the wrong thing to teachers, students. I, you know, didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I was all over the place. I was exhausted. And I just was not on top of my game. And oh my God, it was miserable. And finally my associate teacher came up to me and I think she, you know, she was trying to be kind to me, but she as a result had not pointed any of this out to me any earlier. Um, probably because she just thought, well, she means well, I'll leave her to it. But she kind of eventually had to have a word. And she said to me, okay, here's what you need to now start doing. You need to stop (laughs) doing these other things. And I I need you to really respect what I'm telling you here. And I was so upset. I didn't want to be bad at what I was doing. I'd always been so good at being a, well, a teacher in other forms, you know, in childcare work and kindergarten. Now I was doing placements in primary schools and the previous placements I'd always received nothing but positive feedback. So I thought, I was just so caught off guard and I was so upset. And of course it was right in the middle of this school camp and I couldn't go home and I couldn't, Talk to anyone I knew. It was just me and like 200 kids and a whole lot of uh, teachers that I didn't know and wasn't comfortable with. Anyway, I I went back to my little cabin that I had and I just cried and cried and I couldn't figure out what on earth I was going to do and I just felt so much guilt. I was just wave after wave of how crap am I at this? I thought I was so good. I thought I had this together and I have been stuffing this up so much. And finally, I rang the uni because they were the only people I could think of who would be able to give me some feedback on the feedback or tell me what to do. And part of me probably thought they would also, to some degree, I hoped, I think secretly, that they would have my back and tell me that... No, you're totally fabulous. Like, don't listen to that. But actually, the person that I got onto the phone with said to me, okay, that's crap. I'm sorry you're so upset. What you need to do now is go and find that associate teacher and tell her, thank you for your feedback, and I'm going to make sure that I really focus on that in the future, and I'm very sorry um, for any... Issues or difficulties that I've caused you. And I was like, oh, God. It didn't feel good in a weird way. It didn't feel good, but I did do exactly that. I went and apologized and thanked this woman for what she'd given me. It, you know, it didn't, I didn't feel better <laughs> afterward. I still felt crap and I still felt like I was second guessing every decision I'd ever made as a teacher or a student teacher. And, um, even now when I think of it I still cringe. But I think that was the first time I ever really realized that the negative feedback is also something to be grateful for because I've never stuffed up like that again and I've always been able to work in a really professional way in a school setting from then on. I've at least at that capacity. Of course there's been other times where I've made mistakes and been pulled up on them, but I think that even though that was really hard to hear and was an awful time in my life, it was also a really huge gift because I was different after that and I was better after that. And um, I'm definitely in the throes of a similar situation at the moment. And I just, I think that the trouble is that when you're right in the middle of it, it's really hard to see how you could possibly be thankful (laughs) for people giving you that hard learning, for giving you that kind of punch in the stomach type stuff that just makes you feel like, oh my God, can I even do this? And all you want to do is go, nah, I give up. I'm not doing this anymore. Whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, whether it's professional or personal, the minute as I guess as a A woman. The minute that somebody comes at you with, I see that you've been trying really hard at that. But here are the ways in which you've been completely stuffing it up, and and here's the ways that you're terrible. All you want to do is run. You just want to go. Nah. I don't even want to look at it. I don't. I don't want to feel into why that's true. I want to get defensive, or if you're me, sad. I go sad sack. I go victim almost. I always can, I mean, I personally can always see truth in the, I guess, critical stuff people say about me. I'm the first person to jump on their bandwagon and and go, yeah, you know what? I am terrible at this. I'm just going to pack everything in and forget about it. But I think that if we can all lean into and move towards how horrible that feels, you can kind of start to move past it before it's even over. And I think wanting to feel, in inverted commas, good enough, we're always trying to prove that we're good enough. We're always trying to prove that we're worthy. I definitely think when, when we are trying to keep all the balls in the air, that's when we're most feeling like, oh, we just, we need to, we need to, be amazing at everything. And it's almost impossible. We set ourselves these goals of being able to meet all of the needs for everybody and always a ball gets dropped. And then it's just, it's so hard not to just obsess over that one ball. It's so hard not to notice all the other ones you've still got up in the air with the other hand while one hand's too busy trying to pick the first one up. And I definitely think there's sort of almost... Almost this compulsion to once you've been criticised on one thing and you feel that hurt and that challenge, all all you want to do is throw yourself into something new that you can prove that you are good at, you are good enough. All I guess all we want to do is 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 show our value to the world, and we're so busy (laughs) with that negative critique or vibe or our own sense of unworthiness or guilt, that we start to just fade out on the stuff that we are doing well, the things that we are achieving. And the truth is we're allowed to have human moments. Everybody has bad days, but sometimes I think as women, we really can't see that. We're so snowed under when we're told we're not doing the right thing, that we we feel as if we have to be perfect. And, and then we can't have those moments where everything's just a bit falling apart. And I certainly think, particularly in motherhood, feeling like that and then coming home and needing to look after children, needing to do laundry, needing to kind of keep your smiley face on. Oh gosh, that can be so so hard, especially when your children reflect back how crappy you're feeling to you, which is just always the case. You're always right in the throes of feeling like you're the worst at everything. And that's exactly when all your tiny people decide that they're going to get sick or have the world's biggest tantrum, need to have chocolate for dinner. Um, And you have to say no. And all you want to do is say, yes, oh God, please leave me alone. But if you do that, then you're worse again (laughs) at the next thing. Um, It's just, again, I guess it takes me back to thinking about the fact that we've just got too much going on. We've got too much going on and we don't allow ourselves any wriggle room. And so when somebody comes at you with what you're not doing right, instead of moving towards it because you want to grow and you want to accept that challenge as an opportunity to learn you move away from it because everything else is still going still all the wheels are still turning and you just simply you you almost you can't afford to to step past it in that in that moment because you don't have any capacity left to allow yourself the space to grow through that because you're so busy. You're so busy. And all you want to do is get everything right and keep everything balanced. But there is no balance. There's no balance. We're all doing the best we can and keeping some stuff together and other stuff is just falling spectacularly to pieces. I guess where I'm coming from is, of course, we are all going to stuff up and of course, there's something to be gained from these horrible experiences that just hurt, especially when you feel like it's really personal. If it's something that you've done and then somebody tells you off for it and you just feel like it's such almost a, a, a personal attack on you and who you are, uh, it, can, you know, it can be really hard to get through that and to forgive yourself and to feel allowed to make those mistakes. But I think as we grow older, and particularly as we have access to more women and more feminine energy, really, the more we can be able to step out of that sort of, I guess, maidenhood of feeling like those challenging times are really, uh, you know, just terrible. (laughs) I mean, when I think back to being a student teacher and, you know, having those experiences where people would kind of stick the boot in. I feel like I look at myself then and I look at myself as if I was just this little child, you know, who who really just wanted someone to rescue her from that feeling. And there's still part of me that whenever that happens, I just want someone to rescue me. And I know that it's not just me. You just, you feel that kick in the stomach and you just want someone to wrap you up and make everything all right to tell you that it wasn't you, that it was somebody else to look outside. All you want to do is look outside. You want to look outside for the blame and you want to look outside for the person to tell you it's all fine and you're amazing. And I definitely think that while support from the outside can be wonderful, something we all need to start to do is to move out of that damsel in distress maidenhood and move into Motherhood and and when I say motherhood, I mean to mother yourself. This is something I I keep kind of bumping into. It's it it's funny the messages that I guess the universe or the world or whatever you want to say what it it sends you and it will send you the same messages over and over again until you finally freaking get it. Um, and for me, the message I keep getting bowled over with is. Nobody's coming to rescue me. And I think, again, definitely not alone in this. I think that we're coming, especially when we grow older, we come to this realization that the person that needs to look after you in lots of ways is you. And I don't mean that in like a cruel, you're on your own type situation. I mean, it's okay to kind of cut yourself some slack in the way that you would cut everybody else slack, in the way that you would if you were mothering and caring for someone, you need to offer that to yourself. And I have had, I just feel like this message is coming from like six different directions at me at the moment. And I feel like other people probably need to hear it as well. So that's, I guess, why I'm talking about it. But we we often hear about, offering ourselves self-love and self-care and all the rest of it. But I think we just need to start being kinder to ourselves and to be more open to the idea that challenge is good and we are allowed to feel the struggle of that, but also forgive ourselves for the things that we don't get quite right without necessarily feeling like we are the victim and we've been hurt and it's somebody else's fault or anything like that, to just go, yep, okay, how would I care for somebody else in this situation? And I'm going to offer that, that resource to myself. Sometimes I feel like maybe the only way to kind of, uh, I suppose, cope with these situations, especially when you've taken on so much and you just don't feel like you're achieving everything that you've set out to achieve. I think sometimes the best thing is just to take a step back and look at what you have achieved and point those things out to yourself as well. We're not we're not used to giving ourselves credit, but I think that we need to do that so that instead of feeling like all we want to do is drop everything and run and move as far away from those difficult feelings as we can, we can say okay, yeah, that was bad. But what am I going to do with it? And what am I already doing? Where am I already good and worthy? You know, I feel like we're always trying to prove ourselves to somebody, always trying to prove yourself to your boss or your partner or your kids or your family or friends or whatever, or all of the above making your mind like explode with all these needs and desires that come from your perceptions of what everybody else apparently thinks, even though they probably don't even care. Um, Or if they do, they probably think you're already doing fine. I guess we just need to start looking at what's good. And with what's bad, do something with it, use it and forgive internally. And another thing I think is that I think if we could have this discussion more openly as women with other women, how amazing would that be? I honestly feel like it's some sort of, you know, it's some sort of big secret that we all get this. Like I know, you know, we all know that we're all trying to do it all and blah, blah, blah. And there's all sorts of videos on YouTube and Facebook and rah, rah, rah to try and excuse us from needing to do it all. But if you still want to do it all, but not everything's perfect all the time. I think it would be really great if women could see that in other women. If we could see that everybody's having a failure at work, everybody's having the odd failure with their kids, everybody's having, you know, some difficulties with their partner or or their family or their friends, you know, everyone's accidentally putting their foot in their mouth when they're talking to someone, destroying your friendship and all the rest of it or how you stuffed up with a, a client or your boss and you can't believe you did that and if only you'd done it this way and you'd just known that it was, how could you not know that that's the way you should have done it? Oh my gosh, Like like going over these things, it seems like if we could all just know that we're all doing that and we're all being mean to ourselves about it, it might be easier to get our heads around it and go, yep, okay, how am I going to use this to my advantage now though? How do I move past it so I don't keep beating myself up about it? And I especially think that's the case in terms of women we look up to. Whenever I come across one of these really, I guess, difficult times, I feel like I look at the women around me that I admire and I just feel like They've never done this. They've always been amazing and successful and wonderful. And oh God, how, why am I not them? I just don't know how I can, how can I get to be them? How can I be that inspiring and amazing? How do I get there? And the truth almost certainly seems to be that they did have it but they've done something with it and they're not allowing it to pull them down and they're embracing the parts of them that are worth celebrating and that they have had success with. And this is definitely something that for me personally, I have to keep, I'm going to have to keep mothering myself through. I'm going to have to keep reminding myself of this because I'm still there. I'm still in it where I'm looking at women who I admire in business, in parenthood, in marriage, in their marriage, in just in so many facets of life. And I just look at them and think, ah, you were never me, but they were me. And in many ways, we're all part of the same situation, process, problem. And the reason I wanted to put this out there today is because I feel like it's everybody. We're all looking up to someone and not seeing that the reason, the very root of why we look up to them is because that the things that they were faced with, which were critical of them, that were difficult, that were challenging, that were hurtful things, those are the things that have made them worth looking up to, worth attaching our aspirations to. So I guess to wrap up, I just want to say that if you're like me and you're one of those many people who's looking on the outside and struggling with criticism and guilt and challenge and hurt, I just want you to know that we're not alone and there's an opportunity for us to be bigger and better and more wonderful if we could just be kind to ourselves, mother ourselves and see where these challenges exist in the world for the better. And that the hard learning is shit while you're in it, but oh my God, what a gift. So I think I'll just leave it there for today. But thank you so much for listening. And I'll speak to you next time with a guest. Okay, bye. Thank you once again for joining me on Talks with the Feminine. Just a reminder that you can find me on www.deepbluewellness.com.au or contact me at annie at deepbluewellness.com.au Sending lots of love and positive vibes until we meet again. Thank you so much once again for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful that you could be here.